Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni. And I'm Taffer Ajamian. And you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's There's no no such such thing thing as as bad food. Before we dig in, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. So we're back to health. Back to healthy, back to feeling pretty decent. Back to health, back to wealth. Would you say wealth? Uh, not yet. We're working on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're feeling better. Um, I no longer have COVID, which is nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Still, like, sleepy. Still, like, rebuilding my strength. Yeah, still just a little eepy, guys. <laughs> but, um, but better. Better, yeah. It's also just, like, it's the, it's the, it's the wintertime, it's the wintertime, it's the wintertime sadness time. It's October. Yeah, but, like, it's getting darker. Sure. And so, like, I'm, like, I don't know if I'm just not getting, I don't know if I'm still tired from COVID or if I'm tired because it's dark, you know? Yeah, I mean, you haven't left the house much this week either. Probably it's true. No, help. I mean, I haven't left the house. I've barely moved because I was passed out for like a week and a half. Yeah. And my schedule is all wonky mm-hmm. and my food schedule is all wonky. Mm-hmm. And I have no longer been like walking and running as much as I usually do or doing yoga or doing much of anything mm. except for napping all day, every day and also working like I do. Yeah, also yeah, have yeah. a job, but. And also making a Halloween dress for a friend's kid and also... Yeah, like, don't sell um, yourself short. You've been doing baking things. Baking and also, like, I've been doing things. I've just been doing much less things than is normal for me. Yeah, you've just been doing stuff at home. You haven't left the house much. I haven't left... I've barely left the house. Yeah. And I'm going a little bit crazy. What's interesting, because I, I was just remarking to the kids yesterday that, like... This is my favorite time of year because it's the only time of year where the sky looks exactly the same when I drop them off at school and when I pick them up from school. Dark? No. Like bright. Okay. Because uh, on the way out. <laughs> so I was like, there's a, there's months where it's dark yeah, about yeah. those times. No, because in the morning it's usually bright. Okay. Yeah. And then it's okay. dark when I pick them up. But in the in the fall, it's like, okay, we leave and on the way to daycare, it's like blue sky with a little bit of like orangey pink toward the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the way home, it's blue sky with a little bit of orangey pink in the bottom. Okay. The opposite direction. And I like it. It it's yeah, it symmetry. feels it feels right, yeah. It's not the same when you drop them off and it's dark and you pick them up and it's dark. Not the same feeling. Not the same, not the same. Because those days are coming. Yeah. They're well, coming on fast. <laughs> the tiny bit of sun is important. We live quite far north. <laughs> <laughs> As Toby very excitedly pointed out the other day, the leaves are falling. I love the fall. It's one of my favorite seasons. Let me guess, his other favorites are winter, spring, and summer? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) With the fall comes the Halloween, and with the Halloween comes the candy bars. And so we thought, let's talk candy bars today. Even though Halloween is going to be about a week after this episode comes out, this gives us a chance to, like, you know, talk about some of our favorites and also gives our listeners a chance to acquire some of our favorites in preparation for Halloween so that when we come and trick-or-treat at your door, you will give them to us. Because if you don't give us... Um, our favorites, we will trick. Yeah. I got a sick kickflip 
I'm just waiting to show you. Listen. I will kickflip on your front steps if you don't have my favorite candy bar. If you don't give us a treat, you're going to get a trick. It's as simple as that. You heard a trick or treat. Pick a card, any card. (laughs) My trick is that I steal your wallet. Trick or treat. I'm sorry, I don't have your favorite candy bar. That's okay. Tell me a couple things about yourself. Where do you work? What's your credit card number? (laughs) On a scale of one to ten, how satisfied are you with your current work situation? I'm not wearing a wire. Why do you ask? (laughs) And what's your boss's name? (laughs) This is getting dark. This is getting dark. Well, give me candy bars (laughs) so I don't ruin your life, fictional person. They're not fictional. They're our listeners. That's true. Our listeners. Do you know that? (laughs) Do you know that our listeners are real people? Uh, I do when they engage with our content. (laughs) Speaking of engaging with our content, you know a good way to do that is over at patreon.com. You go to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and pledge to donate as little as a dollar a month. You get to join the ranks of all the fine folks who support us over there. You get to be one of our patrons. You get access to all kinds of cool stuff. You can be part of our Discord server. You get access to the recipe club. You get direct access to our inboxes so that you can tell us, you know, what you want us to talk about on episodes of the show. There's a lot of reasons to support us on Patreon. And I'll tell you what, if you support us on Patreon, we'll give you a little treat. And this ain't no trick. So... I don't think we've done an episode just on like the history of chocolate yet. And that is a deep, interesting thing. I thought this was going to be a light episode, Tom. Yeah, I know what I was going to say is that's a deep, interesting well that we're not going to pull water from today because that's (laughs) going to be a lot. Yeah, we're not. I can't. I don't I don't have the intestinal fortitude to to go there today. No, but to very quickly gloss over it, um, chocolate as a thing that you can yum yum on has been around for a very long time, especially in pre-Columbian America, Mesoamerica, if you will. Chocolate as a drink was a lot more common uh, for a lot longer. And then at some point in like the, I want to say 1800s, maybe maybe a little earlier, at some point after the Columbian exchange at the very least, people started bringing chocolate to Europe. And then at some point, 100 or 200 years after that, they started being like, what if we made chocolate into hard things instead of drinks? And so today we're here to talk about the hard chocolate. This is uh, <laughs> the, the very, very brief history of chocolate with no specific details. I did want to ask actually quickly, though, mm-hmm. do you know at what point chocolate like the chocolate we eat today became a thing? Because I know that in pre-Columbian America, it was mm-hmm. it was it was quite different. Like it was sure. still eaten cocoa was eaten largely but like chocolate yeah. bars like mixed with sure, fat yeah, and yeah. sugar yeah. Uh, are are relatively recent in the yeah. grand scheme of things was that france uh, i think it was it was either france or like belgium it was around yeah. it was some part of europe for sure and it was like in the 18th century um yeah, the, the like pre-columbian chocolate bar equivalent would have been like maybe even closer to like a brownie okay. in terms of like yeah. uh, texture like it was more of a like chocolate bread almost like a like a thick a thick mm-hmm. lump as opposed to like a confection you know yeah yeah um yeah so so present day chocolate yeah i again i'd have to do the real research at this point but definitely in the 18th century when industrialization is happening in you know europe and and north america that is when chocolate bars as we know them started to kind of come into you know existence because yeah. it's you know you can suddenly do things industrially now is the time to make industrial chocolate it just kind of you know it is what it is but yeah so we we think of europe as like kind of the place where chocolate bars are from and i think that's that's fair like chocolate originally as an ingredient is not from europe but europe is where the chocolate that we know today kind of mm-hmm. found its footing you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so i'm curious for you like what do you think of as the default when i say like a chocolate bar 
what's the first thing that pops into your brain? Oh, Milky Way. Okay, sure. Who's who makes Milky Way? Off the top of your head, do you know? Oh, one of the bad corporations. It's not Nestle because it's in the U.S. Hershey? It might be Hershey. So the Milky Way is, uh, yeah, it's made by Mars Corporation. Oh, fascinating. Which is an okay. American one. Yeah. Because, wait, but is that also where Mars bars are? Or are Mars bars yeah. Nestle? No, no, Mars are Mars Because are you can get Mars bars here, which you can't get in the States. And you can get Milky Ways in the States, which you can't get here. Yeah. But they're not exactly the same. And I prefer Milky Ways. Yeah, especially Milky Way Midnight, which they started making when I was like in high school. Um, so at Milky Way Bar, for those of you who are Canadians and not super familiar with the Milky Way Bar, it is like sort of the closest to a Mars bar you get in mm. the U.S. It's, you know, a chocolate bar with nougat and um, caramel inside. Yeah. But there's something about the nougat in the Milky Way that's just a little fluffier than the nougat in the Mars bar. Like the, the Mars bar is a little like denser and chewier and the Milky Way is a little bit fluffier. It breaks a little more easily. Um, it's a little bit wider and flatter. And I find it has like a bit more of a like breaking a shell into a center feel mm. than the Mars bar, which is really like biting through a chewy chocolate bar, candy bar. So. Yeah. I'm going to blow your mind a little bit here. Do it. The Milky Way. Yeah. Made, marketed, whatever, by Mars Corporation. There are two kinds of Milky Way bars. Okay. There is the American Milky Way bar, mm-hmm. which in the rest of the world, including here, is sold as the Mars bar. No. And the global Milky Way bar, which is sold as Three Musketeers in the U.S. and Canada. The Mars bar and the U.S. Milky Way are not exactly the same. I don't no. know what to tell you. And like if you put I, them side by side, that, yeah. if you put them side by side, they don't even look alike. Sure. No. But this is probably why they are similar. Is because they are, like, supposed to be basically the same thing. I find it very interesting, too, because I almost said the nougat in the Milky Way is a little more like a Three Musketeers fluffiness. Sure. Because I do also really like the Three Musketeers, which is weird because it's, like, not a great candy bar. Sure. uh, But I really like it. (laughs) Anyway, Milky Way Midnight, Mm -hmm. which I'm not sure if it's still made, but it was made for a while there and it was lovely. It was dark chocolate. Okay. Um, And I think the filling was maybe slightly different. Um... Man, it's just so good. To me, it's like, it's what I want out of a candy bar. It's like, it's not too dense. I don't feel like I'm working like I do with a Snickers. Like a Snickers, I feel like it's like work to eat sure, a Snickers. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Milky Way, you just kind of like, it's just like it crunches. You get that mm. nice little fluffy nougat. You get that little pull of caramel. But again, it's not so tough as to be problematic. Sure. Um, problematic. I have sensitive teeth, okay? Challenging, maybe? I'm going to cancel Mars bars. <laughs> I, I think Mars as a corporation could handle some canceling, honestly. Um, anyway. Oh, yeah. Again, we're talking about that in a different episode because, like, we're not talking about that today. <laughs> I'm going to quickly address something that I'm starting to feel is the elephant in the room, and that's the way you're choosing to pronounce nougat. Nougat is the French way to say it, and I was raised by a francophone, so well, deal with I, it. I was, I was actually going to say... Uh, it's totally fine. <laughs> okay. Like I said nougat at first and then I felt wrong and I can't help it. Because like when I was a kid in our stockings, we would get just like plain nougat with right. like nuts in it. And I I do not like it. Sure. I always give it to somebody else. It is not good. I put some of that in your stocking last year. Did you? Yeah. I gave it to somebody else. You gave it to the kids. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and I mean, part of why, you know. <laughs> I, I giggle a little about it, but also I'm like, yeah, accept it, you know, is because we're in Montreal and here, you know, <laughs> we, we do speak French also. So nougat, nougat, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's also a French word. 
Well, yeah. It's a French word. Like, give me this. I'm not going to get mad at anybody who pronounces it nougat. But, like, it, I'm pronouncing it the original way. Are you now? Don't. I'm going to blow your mind I'm a little bit. I'm so mad at you. It comes from your, your dad's other side, the, the original word. It's Italian? actually originally Middle Eastern. Really? Yeah. Tell me about this. So the earliest recipes for nougat were found in a Middle Eastern cookbook from Baghdad in the 10th century. Now, in none of the languages there would it have been pronounced anything like nougat. But in Persian, it's nuka, which okay. I think is close enough to nougat that we can... No, nuka is closer to nuga. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, I think that's the closest to the French like, pronunciation. Especially, I don't know actually about Persian specifically, but in a lot of Middle Eastern languages, the like ka and ga are very like, like we were looking at last night, we were playing a fun little game where I looked up names in Armenian. Mm-hmm. Um, because You were playing a fun game. I was watching One Piece while you read a list of Armenian <laughs> names to me. We were playing a fun game where I read Armenian names to you. And because um, <laughs> I got... Um, I just got curious and like I discovered that all of my so two of my sisters have Armenian names mm-hmm. and then the rest of my siblings don't have my parents didn't deliberately like my sisters have tr- have family names and then the rest of us don't but I just got curious and started looking them up and like first of all I found it very funny because a lot of them just sound like someone struggling to say when you read them phonetically in English they sound so close to the English and just a little bit off that it's really funny to read to read them phonetically in English but one thing I noticed throughout oh my god this is such a pointless tangent I'm sorry is that like like k and g and like h like kh are like almost interchangeable in a lot of them there's just kind of that like breathy glottal stop thing that happens anyway i think nuga and nuka are very similar and i think i was right basically what's your favorite candy bar chocolate bar uh yeah i think for me like i go back and forth i i mean we live across the street from a gas station (laughs) we live in what feels at times like the mecca of candy bar access you know like it it really is it really is a, a perk of where we live that we can get candy bars relatively easily not as easily as we used to because there's construction in front of our house right now but like you know it's still like fairly easy to get a decent candy bar anytime i want which is a, a wild wild privilege um yeah i mean i like a mars bar it's not my top choice mm-hmm. i think i tend to lean a little more toward a snickers because i like to put a little more effort into my candy bar experience. All right. I hear what you're saying mm-hmm. about the Milky Way slash Mars being like a I little said smoother. Just about the Milky Way. I didn't say that about the Mars bar. I said that was a distinction between the Milky Way right. and the Mars bar. All right. They're they're definitely different. I hear what you're saying about there being something nice about it being a simple like just bite into it, not too much resistance kind of situation. I I personally prefer something that's like gonna challenge me a little bit i like to have to work for it a little bit more and so for me like things like an o henry those go really far for me you know mm-hmm. yeah you like o henry's you eat those a lot i like busy yeah, yeah. when when my snacky snacks are busy i'm happy it's mm-hmm. the same reason i like ben and jerry's more than i like haagen it's the same reason that i like like chili more than i like soup it's the same reason that i like pisces you know, more than other people a pisces more than i like any other kind of person <laughs> i like things to be a little like busy and cluttered um so i i really dig a good like oh henry is really great for this um a snickers is like i think the the gentlest i go 
usually. Um, I do like a coffee crisp, but not for its texture, just for its flavor. I, I feel the same way like, about coffee crisp. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think if someone made a coffee crisp that was the texture of an O. Henry, mm. I would give up my life for it. But you know? see, for me, I just want coffee crisp to be slightly less hard. Sure. If it crunched the way a wafer cookie does, I would be super into it. But again, I have sensitive teethies. And sure. the... Um, coffee crisp is just a little tough yeah well that's it and it's tough and it's tough in a way that doesn't feel justified yeah is what my it problem feels unjustifiably it tough which is why i think if it had some like textural elements like like a, even just peanuts you know no, i hate that fair enough who puts peanuts in their coffee well this is what i'm saying like i think like if there was a way to to manufacture the same texture as an o henry but with the flavor of a coffee crisp i'd be into it no. i don't know I'm not with you on that. Fair but enough. maybe a little like maybe a little like toffee bits. Sure. Like I do love a score bar. Sure. You know? Sure. Score bar is definitely a challenging textural thing. Yeah. I like it. I'm into it. A recent thing that I enjoyed a lot, there's an O. Henry that they've made now that has Reese's peanut butter like in it. Oh Jesus. And that rules. Because yeah. that takes the flavor of the Reese's peanut butter cup, which I find kind of underwhelming texturally, and puts it in an O. Henry, which I think mm-hmm. is perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm really into that. I think for me, as I'm saying it, I think what I'm realizing is the O'Henry is maybe my favorite candy bar. Sure. Not just because of its texture, but because they take a lot of risks with it. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid sentence. (laughs) In the same way, in the same way that Mountain Dew is my favorite soda. Because they because they're risky, they're risk takers, and I got to reward them. All right, no. tell me more about these risque O Henry bars. Like not not that kind of risk. I just mean they they switch it up a lot. You can get mm. a lot of like different O Henrys. You know, a lot of like they put a twist on it. They put a spin on it. I've I, never paid enough attention to O to O Henrys to know this. I would say that they like they don't put as many spins on it as a Kit Kat does. I just love to spin an O Henry bar. But they definitely <laughs> listen. Stop messing with me here. I'm trying to open up. About... I was going to bring up Kit Kats actually, because yeah. like if you want endless, endless uh, customization, sure. Kit Kat is your chocolate. That fascinates me. I I'm going out on a limb here, but I think that's because Kit Kats are more popular in Japan because mm. all the fun Kit Kat flavors come from Japan. Yeah, that's where they do most of them. Yeah. yeah, and I just I think they just don't do O. Henry as much in Japan, and maybe that's why we don't get the fun O. Henry flavors as much. I think that if a coffee crisp was like a Kit Kat, I would love it. Okay, like like size wise, texture wise, texture wise. Okay, Kit Kats are more delicate. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Again, I am refined. Sure. Yeah, I'm having a lot of trouble finding like a list, like a comprehensive list of O. Henry flavors, which is. Making I've me, like, never thought of O. Henry bars as something with flavors. Yeah, I don't know. Like, this what is, are some of the ones you remember? This is wild because this is making me feel gaslit a little <laughs> bit by by Nestle. Um, so like, there's the there's the one I just mentioned, the Reese's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the O. Henry. I want to say it was the called the up. the Level Up. Yeah, yeah, the Level Up was very good. Which uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like chocolate a delectable peanut. mix, a delectable mixture of chocolatey coating, creamy caramel, smooth peanut butter. Crunchy peanuts and salty pretzels. Oh, this yeah. is this was somebody designed this for you. That's the thing. This right? is everything you like. <laughs> that one ruled. That was that was very good for me. Uh, the other one that I liked a lot was the O. Henry four twenty five bar. Um, oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, you uh, were super into this. Which I think it was just an O. Henry with a lot more peanuts and caramel in it than a normal O. Henry. 
Yeah. Um, and it did it for me. It was it was very good. Uh, but now I'm I'm feeling like I've seen a lot of other ones, but I can't for the life of me remember a single one. And uh, that might just be something I have to, mm-hmm. to live with. Oh, a thing I just learned, which I want to put out there for our American mm-hmm. audience, uh, is that uh, O. Henry is very similar to a baby Ruth. So the O. Henry answers the baby Ruth the same way the uh, Mars bar answers the mm-hmm. Milky Way. Yeah, yeah. The difference being that the baby Ruth is named after a baseball player and the O. Henry is named after the guy who wrote The Gift of the Magi. The 425 was also, like, it was essentially just, like, peanuts held together with caramel. Yes. Like, I don't even know that there was any chocolate in it. I I think there maybe wasn't. Yeah. It was just, like, <laughs> I mean, and they, they put it out as an answer to Canada uh, uh, legalizing cannabis. It was yeah. very clearly, like, it was the 425, mm-hmm. you know, five minutes after you... <laughs> the blunt it's 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 got a green wrapper like it was extremely extremely uh upfront about this being stoner food yeah um and it was great and it was crunchy peanuts wrapped around chewy caramel and like that was it it's just Mm -hmm, peanuts mm -hmm. and caramel uh the thing that i was just reading about it said helpfully it's just made out of peanuts and caramel so there isn't any cannabis in it Which, like, let's be fair, they they needed to clarify that. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Canada does, has not legalized cannabis to that extent. Yeah. <laughs> now, to be clear, you can get, you know, weed-infused snackies legally here, but you have to buy them, like, from, from the, the government. government. Yeah. And there's not... The, the, like, you probably don't know this because you're sober, um, but, like... <laughs> sorry if this is gonna cause a relapse um the only edibles they have right now at the at the i keep calling it the saq the that's the uh, driving office um the sqdc is like cannabis infused dried fruit (laughs) what the fuck they were like we have edibles now but i was like oh that's cool and i looked into it and it's just like you could get dried raisins or apricots oh my god you know those sun-made raisin boxes? Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> Strawberry Because I really like it. Weed. Canada's like, it's legal now, but that doesn't mean you get to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be fun just because it's legal. <laughs> kind of like when we legalized gay marriage. <laughs> <laughs> now you too can take part in an ancient and obsolete tradition. You want to get married. Just for the party. <laughs> I want to have a wedding more than I want to be married. We've talked about this. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to take, uh, let's say, a five-minute break to uh, smoke a blunt, eat an O'Henry 425 bar, and uh, tell you all about the ways that you can support our show. And then when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Candy Bar. You're not smoking a blunt. No, I know. <laughs> I'm not eating an O'Henry 425 either. They, they discontinued true. those. That's true. And I'm upset about both. Hey folks, welcome to the mid-roll. If you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of October, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need, so by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of this show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. That's like three chocolate bars. But they probably won't. No, it's not. That's like two chocolate bars. Oh, yeah. I guess if they're on sale, it might be three. They probably won't put chocolate bars 
in their stock at the depot, they tend to, to focus on like food food as opposed to little sneaky snackies. Mm-hmm. But the principle is there, you know, there's literally no other way to turn zero into six. So if that math is exciting for you, go leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts. We haven't gotten one in a little while. So uh, do it. And I'll probably read it on the show next week. There's your there's your incentive. Talk about your favorite candy bar in your review. Tell yeah, us your favorite candy bar. Yeah, tell us your bar. favorite candy bar. Yeah, that's fun. You can read all about what the depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. If you join our Patreon, you'll get access to our new monthly newsletter, the No Bad Food Recipe Club, where each month we're posting new recipes for you to try out and share with your friends and family. If you aren't already a member of our Patreon, please consider joining up at patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod today. Uh, we are really sharing these recipes in just kind of a down-home family kind of way. Um... You don't have to laugh at me. Yeehaw. Every time, every time I have to write the recipe, I'm just like, I have to come up with quantities. Um, this is a lot of just like, yeah, it's just like the recipes that we make most of the time, and it's a really nice thing to be able to share. Yeah. Um, so yeah, come join the club. Do it. What did we talk about for the October? <laughs> crumbles club? and crisps. Yeah, we talked about crumble. Yeah. Crumble as a concept because you did a crumble recipe and I did a and you just recipe. crumbled. I just crumbled under the pressure. Um, so if there's something you like to crumble. Go to Patreon. Tell us. There's something we haven't talked about yet, which I think we need to talk about because it's sort of a glue in our relationship. Is it the cookies and cream bar? It's the cookies and cream oh bar. Oh, my God. Okay. I was feeling stressed there because I was like, I'm not really sure which chocolate bar we're talking about. This could be a problem if it's I a glue feel, in our relationship. I feel like the cookies and cream bar really brought us together. Has sure. brought us together on several occasions. Who's which? What do you mean? Who's cookies and who's cream? Yeah. I feel like this is loaded. Which I, of us? I don't think so. I think there's a really obvious answer to it. Well, tell me. Well, I think you're cookies. Okay, why do you think I'm cookies? Justify it. I told Teffer my answer, but we're going to edit that <laughs> out so that you guys just have to worry. You don't have to suffer through that. Uh, what I was going to say is which one of us is a little more zingy and exciting and which one of us holds shit together. So exactly the the, the answer I was going to give is that I am cream and you are cookies. I was going to say the other, the other way around. What? You're the Pisces. And yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think like the cookies and cream bar is wonderful. Does it count as a, as a chocolate bar? It's white chocolate. Does white chocolate count as chocolate? Yes. All right, fair enough. Yeah. It's We're a set. cocoa product. It's mixed with fat and sugar. Is it cocoa though? Yeah. What? I feel like someone told me once. It's that it's white chocolate so it's isn't... not the beans. It's uh, um it's made from uh, like cocoa butter. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah cocoa butter but no cocoa solids. Okay. Yeah. I think that counts. It counts. Yeah. In the same way like if ruby chocolate counts, then white chocolate counts, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love the cookies and cream bar. Me I have too. loved it for a really long time. Uh, what, how, the way I like to eat the cookies and cream bar is I take a little square and I put it on my tongue and then I just let it dissolve until I just have little cookie bits left. It's also really nice dipped in an espresso. Yeah, I feel like I could see I could see the dissolving thing working. I don't keep it in my mouth long enough ever to, to have experienced that. I mean, that. you yeah. also don't eat a Ferrero Rocher in la- layers. What? <laughs> you eat your Ferrero Rocher in layers? Yeah. Why? It's fun. Oh, no. Here. You ever think about how when we were kids, those were like the expensive chocolate? They still are in my mind. Yeah, they're not, though. (laughs) They're really not that expensive. They're They're fancy fancy. because they were in a gold wrapper. I read a whole article, actually, about how Ferrero Rocher like very deliberately shaped that and made themselves the the like event chocolate. Yeah, no, I mean, that's it. it. It seems like it's very intentionally like supposed to look fancy. Yeah, because it's the same company that makes Kinder Eggs. 
Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's made to be fancy. Yeah. And you can just like take its little chocolate shell off and then there's a little wafer sphere under it. So anyway, cookies and cream bar, really nice one. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot. It's yeah. a good bar. Uh, in a similar vein, cr- Nestle Crunch. Yes. Yeah. I love a Nestle Crunch. Yeah. That, I think Same the Nestle texture. Crunch is underrated. Yeah, I think so. People yeah. overlook the Nestle Crunch. Yeah, but I love a good Crunch bar. Nestle Crunch in an espresso, really good. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Here, that's the thing. I think... There's chocolate bars that I want to eat just as a bar, and then there's ones that I want to eat with stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think like like the O Henry is the perfect like just a bar kind of snack for me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of other chocolates, I'm like, I just want this with my like warm drink. Yeah. Or like I want this like on a board with some like I want like little nuts and stuff around too, you know, a little snack mix kind of situation. Just kind of always want that. Like a dessert charcuterie. Yeah. 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 A Toblerone. Speaking of chocolates Ooh. that are, speaking of chocolates that seem fancy but Ooh. aren't, yeah, we always got Toblerone in our stocking. Sure. When I was a kid, and very rarely otherwise. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. for me, to, to like, if I see a Toblerone, and I'm like, it would be nice to have a Toblerone. I'm just like, you can't have a Toblerone on a Wednesday. That's expensive. What are you thinking? It's not even that it's expensive. It's just like it's fancy. You yeah. can't have a Toblerone on a Wednesday. Yeah. You'll break the magic of the Toblerone. Um, I always really liked the Toblerone though because I could get the tea block for Taffer. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about one that I always love in theory, and then as an adult have come to realize I really actually don't like, mm-hmm. and that is the Caramilk bar. You ever had a Caramilk? Oh, yeah, they're not great. They're not great. But when I was a kid, they were the one that I went to 100% of the time. I think because I liked caramel. Yeah. But I have, as an adult, I like salted caramel specifically. Yeah. I don't really dig like just plain caramel as much. But also because they would run little like promotions with Caramilk that were always like branded with something. One that I specifically remember like really, really being into is that they did like a Digimon one okay. where you would collect the wrappers and the wrappers would have different Digimon characters on the outside. And you could, I think, send them in and get stickers. Okay. Or maybe there were just stickers included in the wrapper. I don't even remember. But I got so many of those. And yeah. like, I think about that every time I see a oh, Caramilk bar now. That kind of thing gets like specifically gets into your rat brain so well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> That kind of stuff. <laughs> well, and when we were kids, they used to do that a little more often too, where yeah. like you could get free stuff just by like buying the thing instead yeah. of by like buying a few and having to send it in. I don't know. Now you can get a lot of free, just like cardboard pop out stuff. Yeah, which is which is nothing. <laughs> Garbage. Garbage trash. I, mm, I'm so so in favor of corporations doing what they can to like not destroy the planet as mm-hmm. much as they used to. But I really wish that it didn't have to come at the expense of, like, children's joy. Yeah. You know? (laughs) I just think that there would be other ways to do it, maybe. There would, but they're less virtue signaling and uh, more challenging. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of candy bars that I hate and I think are evil. Sure. Arrow bars. Okay, this is interesting because I don't find them evil, but I do understand hating them. (laughs) The chocolate of the arrow bar is good. Yeah. And this actually surprised me when I realized it the other day because I am so offended by the structure of the arrow bar. <laughs> just it just like it just upsets you inside. It, it upsets me. Okay. It upsets me on a tactile level. Mm-hmm. It up- upsets me on a visual level. Sure. Why why am I eating a chocolate sponge? Why did somebody decide to give me a chocolate sponge and say this is something fun and exciting? No. Mm-hmm. I, d- I don't like how it feels on my teeth. Sure. I don't like how it feels on my tongue. Sure. I don't know how it looks. They make me angry. Sure. Why? 
Yeah, fair enough. That is my my take on the arrow bar. I think like I'm not big on arrow bars, plain arrow bars, but in the same way that O. Henry has done a lot for the busy chocolate, Arrow has done a lot for the flavored simple chocolate. Because mm. you can get those mint ones, you can get like strawberry ones. But are they still bubbly? They are. Then they're so, still an offense to nature. That's the thing. So if you have trouble with the texture of them, I completely understand hating them. But they have like a tiramisu one and a lava cake one and like a, a Nanaimo bar one, I think, if memory serves. And there's a lot of really like fun, yummy flavors that they mm-hmm. really nail. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm like, okay, yeah, like texturally it's trash. It's a bad texture. Bad, bad texture. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm not going to enjoy it, though. Like, imagine if they had those bars where instead of having a sponge, you just had a nice strawberry filling. Sure. Ugh. Yeah. British people. When I Google arrow bars, I get a bunch of bike things. So What? They're Nestle. They're from the north of England. Okay. As the new chocolate introduced in 1935. <sighs> Probably because in 1935, uh, money was still kind of tight, and you can sell less chocolate in the same volume by bubbling it which is another reason i get angry at the sure. air and actually that might be a good defense of it being a little evil yeah yeah um i just realized when we talked about the crunch bar earlier mm-hmm. you're talking about the nestle crunch bar right blue, yeah. blue and white wrapper very thin yeah with rice in it okay good because i just remembered there's a second bar that I used to mix up the two names of them and I wanted to make sure that we were on the same page because the other one is the crunchy. No, that's the one that feels like styrofoam, isn't it? It's the like sponge toffee. No, no, that's another, that's another affront to nature. It hurts my teeth. I don't, I don't like it. It's I'm, this is now. I have sensory issues, guys. So if you don't have Could sensory issues, <laughs> yeah, I recently found out that not everybody's skin hurts like a lot of the time. Um, if if you don't have sensory issues and you're like, what do you mean it hurts on your teeth? Then like muzzle top, enjoy your life, <laughs> appreciate the life you have. <laughs> My skin is crawling off just talking about these textures. All right, so you're going trick-or-treating. Yeah. Yeah? What are you hoping to see when you dump out your bucket at the end of the night? Okay, so chocolate-wise specifically, Mm -hmm. because there's there's candies that I'm hoping to see, and that's like, Mm -hmm. this is controversial maybe, but I really love a Tootsie Roll. Oh, God, you can have all of mine. I know, I know. But yeah, in terms of like chocolate bars that I'm hoping to see, I'm hoping to see O'Henry's, like Mm -hmm. the mini O'Henry's, those slap. I love getting a Reese's cup. Oh God! I think I just I'm hoping to see a lot of peanut ones in the in the Halloween stash, mm-hmm. which I feel a little bad about because I also am not going to be the one giving away the peanut ones mm-hmm. at the door because I try really hard to make sure that our candy is as accessible as possible because I'm a doofus. Well, usually, I mean, like at least when you're in charge of it, we usually have two, right? We have a peanut free bowl and a peanut bowl, so people can sure. choose. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, and then I usually also have like a kosher bowl. Like I really like I want to make sure <laughs> I want to make sure that every type of kid who's coming to our door can get candy from us. You yeah, know, that's something I really like about you. Yeah, it's nice. Um, but I think yeah, for me, like I want the I want the peanutty stuff, and it's because I like that little salty kick that you get yeah. from it. You know. Yeah. How yeah. So like like Reese's, like mini Snickers, like like mini O'Henry's, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Anything that's like a little peanutty. I mean, yes, the like Reese's are a classic. We haven't really talked about Reese's that much, but I really love the mini cups. Sure. Because they're thicker. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I like 
the way the mini cup is taller. Yeah. Um, because I find that the ratio is better I of think- filling to chocolate. So I'm going to give a shout out to uh, friends of the show, the Candy is Dandy podcast, because mm-hmm. um, they they did an episode about this a while ago, okay. and they came to that same conclusion that that is the best format of ah, Reese's, is the, the mini cups. Because yeah, that's it. Yeah. Slightly thicker chocolate, yeah. better better chocolate to filling ratio. Yeah. Perfect. Shout out to the Trader Joe's uh, chocolate peanut butter cups. Do not waste those on trick-or-treaters, no. but oh my God, they're good. So good. So good. Yeah. I mean, I like a mini Mars bar. Uh, again, I'm trying to sort out the candy in my head because I'm immediately just sure. like Maynard's gummies. But look, we could do a whole episode about candy, but we can, but we're here we can, for chocolate. In fact, and we should. I like a bounty. I'm just gonna say it. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about bounties. Bounties are good. It's I the like bounties. One. For me, it was um yeah, it was like almond joy. Do we have almond joy here? No, but I'm familiar. Almond joy are nice. They're like a bounty boy. Bounty boy plus an almond. A bounty boy. They're a bounty boy. Yeah, I like the little, um, like the little mini like Hershey's with almonds too, and sure, obviously yeah, the yeah. mini cookies and cream. Like those will both make me happy. Oh yeah. Um, Honestly, like the the simple Hershey bar. Yeah. Like there's really it's something. Good. Like all the Hershey ones are really solid. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like. Uh, there's like fruit and nut bars as I well. I love fruit and nut bars. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So much. It's similar to a Toblerone that way, right? Sure. Like yeah, there's yeah, just yeah. something about fruit and nut and chocolate. Do after eights count as a chocolate bar? Because I love after eights. After eights. I mean, I would not give after eights to trick-or-treaters, um, but I love after eights. So we can definitely talk about them here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be an absolutely unhinged Halloween candy to hand out. After, like in little individually wrapped after eights. <laughs> Oh my god This is giving me flashbacks to my parents Trying to figure out what to give trick-or-treaters The like maybe one year They thought it would be okay to hand out stuff To trick-or-treaters because usually we were just at church Sure, sure And trying to be like well we have to have it all individually packaged But that's just the only stuff that's individually packaged Is processed crap And like can we give them pistachios Anyway um, You would love to get pistachios In your trick-or-treating bucket though If someone gave me like just like a handful Of pistachios I'd be sketched out Unless I knew them already But if I knew them already I'd be so into it Speaking of weirdly Italian things uh, the Kinder Bueno have you oh, had one of these listen the first time I had a Kinder Bueno bar was in Nepal okay. it was 2009 I went there with my high school uh, like in my senior year we went for like a you know one of those things we were like learning about a nonprofit there and uh, I had never had a Kinder Bueno before. And one of the kids I was with saw them in the store and was like, oh, my God, like, these are so good. You have to try one. And so not only do I love Kinder Bueno bars, they're also, like, very tied to, like, nice memories sure, yeah, for yeah. me. So, like, and they would be like, of course, it was a billion degrees. So they'd be, like, a little bit melty. Oh. Um, I know you hate <laughs> that. But then, like, then, because right after that trip, I moved to Montreal. And I remember seeing it in the store and being like, you can get those here. Like, being so excited about it. <laughs> right, and I guess they're that that makes it even better than when you get here and have them in an actual ideal climate for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like other actual like recognizable chocolate bars that I like a lot. I know that I'm going to feel immense guilt if we don't hit every single one before the end of the episode. Not immense guilt to our listeners, but immense guilt to whatever chocolate I forget. I'm so tired. <laughs> Can we just do them in a the shout out next time? Twix. Do you like a Twix bar? Twix are for kids. Twix, Twix, that's not the same. <laughs> Twix isn't one that I reach for. Sure. Uh, because it similarly has a little bit of a textural thing mm-hmm. that sets my teeth on edge just a bit. Sure. Uh, but if I can get past that, mm-hmm. I 
No, you know what? I'm just going to say they're not my favorite. Like, I've eaten them. Sure. I wouldn't say no to it if I was really hungry, um, but they're not my favorite. Now, uh, do you have a preference between the left Twix and the right Twix? No. <laughs> do you know about this? No. What are you talking about? I'm so confused. Uh, so they, they did this whole campaign like 10 years ago uh, where their advertising and their marketing was all around how like the left and right Twix bars taste different from each other. And you were supposed to like pick your favorite. Okay. Um, it was nonsense. It was not real. Yeah. Um, it was to make people even... buy Twix bars, and I bet it worked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they would they would actually for a little while they packaged them separately, so you could buy left Twix, right Twix. Oh my god, that's uh, silly. You could buy packs of two left Twix or packs of two right Twix. That's genius marketing. Yeah. <laughs> that's very smart. They tried to do it again last that's year. Marketing. It didn't, it didn't go as well, I think, because we all knew. Yeah, you, you know, from last time. But uh, but. For that reason alone, I love Twix, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, folks, whether you're team left Twix or team right Twix, whether you're team O'Henry 420 or team O'Henry level up, whether you are the cookie in your relationship or the cream, (laughs) whether you like a complicated texture or want something soft for your baby teeth... Thank you for listening to this episode of No Bad Food. Do you want to be part of the conversation? You can hit us up on the socials at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Teffer Bear and at Tom Zalat and I. If you want to tell us about your favorite candy bar, you can do it by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us what your favorite candy is there and we'll read it on the show. Uh, if you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better and put more candy in our pockets financially you can head to patreon.com slash no bad food pod to donate for as little as one dollar a month you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like chantal h gab thomas erica andrew chantal t david mallory sarah nell carol ann rachel and aslam patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show do you want us to talk for a full hour about o henry the writer do you want us to do an entire episode where we pair Mountain Dew flavors with uh, candy bars? Ooh. Have I told you my O. Henry story? I'm just interjecting here because this is a good story. No. Can, can, I... you, can you tell me about it? Yeah. So, uh, O. Henry, author of The Gift of the Magi, right? Mm-hmm. We had a um, booklet of short stories by O. Henry called Gift of the Magi and Other Stories. <laughs> Uh, when I was growing up, I was not allowed to read anything that was not the Bible or Christian literature on Sundays, and Christian literature was fairly narrowly defined as, like, Narnia, and, like, I don't know, there was, like, a couple of other things, but, like, basically, we weren't just, we just weren't supposed to read secular things. I saw Gift of the Magi mm-hmm. and was like, that's a Bible story I haven't read before, uh, and clearly, because it says Gift of the Magi, I will be allowed to read this. So, for years, I was reading that on Sundays, like because then one year I mean and I say for years but I think this next part happened when I was about eight so like my mom comes in and she sees me reading O. Henry and she goes Teffer it's the Lord's Day and I was like I know this is you know I was like it's the gift of the magic she was like O. Henry is not a Christian book and she took it away from me and I was no longer allowed to read the gift of the magi on the Sabbath day wow that's my O. Henry story that's tragic. <laughs> if you want to make Teffer feel bad. <laughs> what? That's not what I was going to say. If you want to make Teffer feel badder about. <laughs> badder. I can't talk. You just want I'm me just to feel to say, bad. I'm trying to say the word better. And you just want people bad. to make me feel bad. My mother already did that. <laughs> if you want to make Teffer feel less bad. 
Head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and donate to our show. We also have merch. You can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our friends over at the Pod Cavern. And of course, you can support us for, for free. free. By leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, and by sharing this episode with a friend. Our theme music is by Zach Cookie Cream Ingles, and our cover art is by David, a challenging texture flam. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. Cookie cream is so much worse than cookies and cream. Wow. <laughs> wow horrendous last but not least the show was produced by me tom zalatni and you tefra jemian and edited by me tom zalatni as part of the pod cavern network you can find out about all the great shows on our network at w <laughs> you can find out about <laughs> podcavern.com i'm so tired you are see you next week happy halloween it just takes a little time No Bad Food is a proud member of the Podcavern Network. For more great shows like this one, head to podcavern.com. Have you ever wondered what it's like to live in a city full of superheroes? To literally see people fly across the sky? To... To... Oh, ah, crap. What are you up to, Angus? Oh, hey, Sal. Uh, I'm trying to record an ad for the podcast. Heroes don't do paperwork? Yeah, that one. Need any help? Yeah, actually, um... I'm just trying to tell people about the show, about, about how you and I work at a newspaper in Super City, and how we interview various citizens, from the people we call neighbors to the city's greatest heroes. But I'm having trouble wording it. You could just use that section you recorded and put that in. Huh. Yeah, I, I suppose I could. Thanks, Sal. Don't worry about it. I'm off to the office supply store. It got hit with a shrink ray, so everything is 50% off. Want to come? You know what? I, I kind of do. Oh, uh, <clears throat> for those of you hearing this, if you want to hear more about the thrilling adventures and heroics of Super City, come check out Heroes Don't Do Paperwork on the Podcaver Network. All right, let's go. Have you ever seen those lists on the internet that's like top five sandwich toppings, top five movies of the year, top five celebrities who have a very punchable face? You know what I'm talking about. The point is, all these lists drive us crazy because we have no idea who made them and how they even narrowed down their top five list. That's where my podcast comes in. My name is Tung La and I am the host of Ranked. Top 5 lists of stuff that don't matter. In every episode, with the help of a motley crew of self-proclaimed experts, we debate, battle, and work together, showing you the entire process of how we got there to create a top 5 list of any and every topic we can think of, like top 5 brunch menu items, top 5 fictional dogs, top 5 90s songs, top 5 Steves? The list goes on and on, and we will not rest till we rank basically everything. So join us every second Thursday in the pod cavern for ranked top five lists of stuff that don't matter top five top five top five